take a homeopathic remedy you are taking the electromagnetic energy that was associated with the original substance and if it resonates with your body and and mind then you can see a huge reaction in the physical world okay guys welcome back to the great america show we are going to be chatting with becky chambers a little bit later about uh, holistic medicine and all that fun stuff. And we're also, uh, no, we're not. Um, but first, as always, Graham Catterday Dunlop. Hey, How's buddy. it going, buddy? I'm good. I actually doing? did want to clear the air that Catterday has absolutely nothing to do with me. So don't tweet because I handle the Twitter. The Instagram automatically sends to the Twitter. No, I do it on purpose. It doesn't automatically, well, but I have to share it to Twitter. No kidding. What? Well, obviously. You said automatically. Just, well, you've said it, so it does it automatically. No. Oh, you, I still have to choose. I have to go share it and choose Twitter. Don't share the Catterday one. Why not? Because I don't you want to get be associated with your Catterday. Now I've got people tweeting me pictures of their cats. I love it. Then I, forward them on to me then. No. No. I'm not <laughs> fucking condoning this. I'm not encouraging so America you just want has nothing my, to do with cats. My Zeus pictures just go straight to Instagram. They shouldn't go anywhere. Them? They shouldn't even be taken. Do you know how much business I'm drumming up here? How many, this? how many pictures of your cat do you have on your phone right now? On my phone? I don't know. I don't count. Can I see? No. <laughs> They're all over the place from like years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ask me how many pictures of my cat I have on my phone. You don't like cats. <laughs> I like my cat. Do you? Nate's cool. Nate's cool. Grace is a bitch. Yeah. True that. Yeah. Grace is the one cat I just I just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Me and she's like a she's, pre- like she's crazy a total predator. On. She's like fucking sheer con. Or <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> ever since she fucking took a crow out of the tree and killed it with like twelve other crows watching and cawing. She's had that creepy sort of vibe to her. Like for a while, Madison was scared of her. Yeah. She was like sleeping with her and she's like, I don't want Grace sleeping with me because Madison watched the whole ordeal. Oh, that's going to be traumatic <laughs> as a kid, eh? Probably. Well, for a while, I don't think you knew who was going to win. It was a tussle. Really? The crow was as big as she was. And the other crows didn't step in and help? They just no, let it... It was so bad because I was at work. Lisa was just sending me videos and pictures. And, um, of the scrap? And the crows. And then she ended up paying some kids going by on their bikes because the crows wouldn't leave then. It was hours later. The crows were still in the backyard. Just rah, 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 like 13 crows because the body was still there. So then we, she paid some kids 5 or $10 that were going by on their bike because it was summer holidays. Go and grab it dispose of the body and then the crows slowly disappeared wow so does she have any pics she can send me and i'll put them on the I'll, Instagram? I'll see if i can track them down yeah. yeah 
So anyway, from now on, here on forward, I'm going to assume any pictures sent in of your cat. Are you entering your cat for my fight? <laughs> in which your cat will probably end up dead, or at least maimed. Is that you versus the 20 or 30 tabby the 30, cats or whatever? 30 tabby cats, but I'll take on randoms. We'll get the first 30 people to tweet in pictures of their cat. Their cats are in. You guys have to organize getting them to one place, and I'll get there. <laughs> Wherever you can get these cats together, I'll show up. And my, you, know small my, cage. you know what my entrance music will be? Who let the dogs <laughs> <laughs> uh, So before I forget to, to talk about our guest here, Becky Chambers is on and we talk about homeopathy and whole body vibration. Um, lots of different stuff along that, that sort of vein, energy medicine. Stuff like that. It's pretty interesting chat. I want to get myself a whole whole body vibe plate. A plate with yeah. your clip on. Yeah, my buddy Steven's got one, and I was talking to him about it. Mm. Yeah. What's the plate made of? I don't know what the plate's made of. All different types Brass. of material, probably. Oh. Mm. So, anyways, yeah, it's good. So, so uh, we got an exciting yeah. little intro here. I got do it. Ooh, I got a pretty big exciting. I got a pretty big uh, weather modification segment. Mm. Yeah. And no, 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 no. No, hey, hey, hey. The the thing is, is you got to play the. <laughs> got to play the other one. People are asking for the other jingle. No. The Kate Bush jingle. <laughs> okay, I seen one person ask for that. <laughs> to like the seven people that asked for the. All in Believer and Chemtrails. Bullshit. It's a fan favorite. No, it isn't. If you want, I can send that to you for your ringtone. Graham is an all in Believer in Chemtrails. I don't want to do it, go there yet. I don't want to drive away the whole audience right away. Yeah, it's not about chemtrails. It's about weather modification. Did you see James's picture? He was on a, on a chemtrail plane. Come on. Did you see it? No. Oh. In, in Norway? Spring, on his way. He sent a picture of it coming off his oh, way. Oh, that's too. fucking bullshit. That's just oh. an air, air thing, thing. Oh, that's what, see, this is what is annoying about the whole thing. <laughs> is that we won't quit busting your balls about it? Okay, fine. Let's okay. just get it over with. No, no, no. Hang on. I just want to read you the, oh, do you want to do it right now then? Yeah. Okay. What is it? It's this one, I think. Death dumps, otherwise known as chemical trails, being dropped and sprayed throughout the United States, England, Scotland, Ireland, Northern Europe. Ah, uh, and I can't play the multiple right. boards at once. I wanted to fade in with some. Well, anyways. So I've taken a step back from the weather modification programs policy and potential. That's the 1978 Senate report. I've got a bunch of operations here that I can read to you. And I want to read also some more patents. So for this is just, you know, for it's, it's fascinating to me. It's a total rabbit hole, but for people that don't think that, that think that weather modification has not been happening over the last 60, 70 years. So there's, listen, listen to this like quick list of operations, Darren. Operation Shad, Project 112, 112, 112, 
Operation Dew, Operation Popeye, Operation LAC, Project Storm Fury, Project You're saying Cumul- things. I'm He's- just giving you a list of them, and we'll go into them in more depth. Okay. But this is, it's a... It's, All of them? Well, if I can split it up into two I episodes. Popeye. Let's start with Popeye. Okay. And spinach? Then is that something to do with spinach? And then Project Cumulus is AKA Operational Witch Doctor out of the UK. Uh, Witch Doctor. And then there's a big one, Project Cloverleaf, but I'm not going to cover that yet because it's huge and it's not really in Wikipedia. So all these other ones, they're in Wikipedia. So I'm not saying that. You know, you should believe everything on Wikipedia, but the thought police haven't got to them yet. So something's, you know, interesting about that, right? You want to start with Popeye? Popeye. Da, 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 da. That's the one I don't have up, of course. Did you tell? Can you tell? I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, psychic. This is a good one. Okay. So Operation Popeye... In Wikipedia, and it uh, stands for Project Controlled Weather Popeye Motor Pool Intermediary Compatriot. It was a highly classified weather modification program in Southeast Asia during 67 to 72. The cloud seeding operation during the Vietnam War ran from March 20th, 67 to July 5th, 1972. In an attempt to extend the monsoon season, specifically over areas of the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Ho Chi Minh. The operation was used to induce rain and extend the East Asian monsoon season in support of U.S. government efforts related to the war in Southeast Asia. The operation seeded clouds with both silver iodide and lead iodide, resulting in targeting areas seeing an extension of the monsoon period by an average of 30 to 45 days. As the continuous rainfall slowed the truck traffic down, it was considered relatively successful. However, resultant rain and subsequent flooding of the nearby Song Khan River is sometimes blamed for the move of the POWs from the prison camp at Sante and therefore the failure of Operation Ivory Coast. So unintended side effects of this Operation Popeye. So the former U.S. Secretary of Defense Robert S. McNamara was aware that there might be objections raised by the international scientific community, but said in a memo to the president that such objections had not in the past been a basis for prevention of military activities considered to be in the interest of the U.S. national security. So the chemical weather modification program was conducted from Thailand over Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam, and allegedly sponsored by Secretary of State Henry Kissinger and the CIA without the authorization of then-Secretary of Defense Melvin Laird, who had categorically denied to Congress that a program for modification of the weather for use as a tactical weapon even existed. Hmm. That's a I good believe one. that. Well, that's a good one. That's in war. Anything goes. Yep. Except that they did ban that and, you know, between Canada and the States in 75, they banned weather modification. And I think uh, the UN banned it as a weapon of war publicly. Who gives it? Nobody gives a shit what the UN says, though. True that. Know what I'm saying? Yep. What hmm. else you got? Well, I got Operation Do. No, not that one. Not that one? Operation LAC? No. Storm Fury? Project Storm Fury? 
That's the winner. That's the winner. This is uh, Project Storm Fury was an attempt to weaken tropical cyclones by flying aircraft into them and seeding with silver iodide. The project was run by the U.S. government from 62 to 83. That's almost 20 years. The hypothesis was that silver iodide would cause supercooled water in the storm to freeze, disrupting the inner structure of the hurricane. This led to the seeding of several Atlantic hurricanes. So we're talking back in 62 to 83. They were seeding several hurricanes. However, it was later shown that this hypothesis was incorrect. It was determined most hurricanes do not contain enough supercooled water for cloud seeding to be effective. Additionally, researchers found that unseeded hurricanes often undergo the same structural changes that were expected from seeded hurricanes. This finding called Storm Fury's success into question, as the changes reported now had a natural explanation. So it says here that uh, the last experimental flight was flown in 71 due to a lack of candidate storms and a changeover in NOAA's fleet. That's NOAA, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, I think. More than a decade after the last modification experiment, Project Stormfly, Storm Fury was officially canceled. Because it didn't work. That was a bad example. For 20 years, it's not finished. Although okay. a failure in its goal of reducing the destructiveness of hurricanes, Project Storm Fury was not without merit. The observational data and storm life cycle research generated by Storm Fury helped improve meteorologists' ability to forecast the movement and intensity of future hurricanes. That's your, that's your big way for it? You don't think that they figured out while, while trying to, you know slow these hurricanes down you don't think they learned about how to control them no or speed them up no no that's it they just left it at that for 20 years they just looked at slowing hurricanes down yeah and they didn't want to modify it for as a weapon of war maybe they did i don't see any place getting hurricaned up though other than the u.s well i mean i don't know that's getting there's hurricanes all over the world okay but i'm not saying that you know that was anybody doing it on purpose. Seems like you're saying. I'm just seems saying. Seems like you're saying exactly just, that. <laughs> okay, one more. One more, that's it? You now can get a track which one. ones. Because the, the last two, well, Popeye was okay, but uh, Blaze Force or whatever the last one was, was. A... You look defeated. Come on. Bring it up. With well, there's a one. lot. There's, I got like four here to choose from. So there you go with F. Everyone starts well, with F. Well, this one's got two of them. Two of them in there. It's Shad and and one twelve are are combined. So why don't I do that? Sure. So Shad, an acronym for Shipboard Hazard and Defense, was a part of a larger project called One One Two which was conducted during the 60s. So Project Shad encompassed tests designed to identify U.S. warships' vulnerabilities to attacks with chemical agents or biological warfare agents and to develop procedures to respond to such attacks while maintaining a warfighting capability. So it says here... So Project 1112 is a chemical and biological weapon. So I don't want to get into that yet because I'm going to talk about that one. So 
You're losing me. So the mission, I know you don't have a very long, long attention span. Just bear with me. <laughs> she reminds me of work. If I'm not like a hundred percent fucking have to be ready. <laughs> the shipboard hazard and defense project was a series of tests conducted by the U S department of defense during the 1960s to determine how well service members aboard military ships could detect and respond to chemical and biological attacks. Don't point at me. D. Dodson, Morris of the Army Chemical Corps, who coordinated the ongoing investigation, says the shad tests were intended to show how vulnerable Navy ships were to chemical or bio- biological warfare agents. The object was to learn the objective was to learn how chemical or biological warfare agents would disperse throughout a ship and to use that information to develop procedures to protect crew, mem- crew members and decontaminate ships. DOD investigators note that over a hundred tests were planned, but the lack of test results may indicate that many tests never actually executed. 134 tests were planned initially, but reportedly only 46 were completed. So although many, well, this is, this is too intense here. So the public law 107-314, are you paying attention to me? Yeah. You're not. I'm flat earthing. You, you can't flatter in the middle of a podcast. You can just it. wait till afterwards. I, I don't get it. I'm engaged. I'm going to just, when I do these segments, I'm going to grab your phone and put it over here. Here. <laughs> Fuck, I can't believe it. You have your weather, you have your flat earth notifications on? Well, I was in the, I've been in the heat of the battle for like an hour now. Ever since we went on break. Public law 107-314 required the identification and release of not only Project 112 information to the United States Veterans Administration, but also that of any other projects or tests where a veteran might have been exposed to chemical or biological warfare and directed the Secretary of Defense to work with veterans and veteran service organizations to identify other projects or tests conducted by the D&D. So... In 2000, they began the process of declassifying records about the project, and according to the Veteran Affairs, approximately 6,000 U.S. service members were believed involved in conducting the tests. Remember, this is from Wikipedia. In 2002, the Department of Defense Wikipedia began publishing can be edited a list. By anybody. Although many of the 5,500 veterans who took part were aware of the tests, some were involved without their knowledge. Certain issues surrounding test programs were not resolved by the passage of the law of the Department of Defense was accused of continuing to withhold documents of Cold War chemical and biological weapons tests that used unsuspecting veterans as human samplers. After reporting it to Congress, it had released all medically relevant information. So in a GAO May 2004 report, Chemical and Biological Defense, DOD needs to continue to collect and provide information on tests and potentially exposed personnel. Indicates that almost all participants who are identified from 112, 94% of them were from ship-based tests of Project SHAD that compromised only about one-third of the total number of tests conducted. So, medical... uh, it doesn't talk about, I thought it talked about um, how they did these tests. Here it is. Popcorn. So, so Jack, Jack Alderson, yeah. a retired Navy officer who commanded the Army tugboats, told CBS News that he believes the Pentagon used him and other service members to test weapons, and those tests including agents, vaccines, 
and decontamination products, products have led to serious medical problems, including cancer. Secrecy agreements can now be ignored by veterans in order to pursue health care concerns within the Department of Veterans Affairs. The VA has offered screening programs. The Institute, of, da, 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 the Institute of National Academies has commissioned studies of Project SHAD participants. The first long-term health effects of participation in SHAD was released in 2007 and found no clear evidence of specific long-term health effects associated in, in participation with SHAD. What's SHAD? And then the second What exactly one, is SHAD? Shipboard Hazard and Defense is part of the list larger, larger project, right? So it's basically... What they are they doing, though, that they would have got sick from? Because they're doing tests and spraying chemicals over ships and seeing how it disseminates around the ship. So that leads me to Project 112. This is... Uh, I'll wrap it up after this. So Project... 112 is a biological and chemical weapon experimentation project conducted by the U.S. Department of Defense from 62 to 73. The project started under JFK and was authorized by Robert McNamara as a total review of the U.S. military. The name of the project refers to the number in the 150 project review process authorized by McNamara. Funding, da da da. So, funding of this. The funding and staff contributed every branch of the U.S. Armed Services and Intelligence Agencies, a euphemism for the Office of Technical Services of the CIA, Directorate of Science and Technology, Canada and the U.K. also participated in some of these activities. So 112 was primarily concerned with the use of aerosols to disseminate biological and chemical agents that could produce controlled temporary incapacitation, CTI. The test program would be conducted on a large scale at extracontinental test sites in the Central and South Pacific and Alaska in conjunction with Britain, Canada, and Australia. So there's at least 50 trials conducted. At least 18 tests involved simulants of biological agents and at least 14 involved chemical agents, including sarin and VX, but also tear gas and other simulants. Test sites included Port and Down, Ralston in Canada, and at least 13 U.S. warships. The shipborne trials, that was shad. But this is just chemical warfare. This isn't weather modification. This is just them trying to kill people without fucking up infrastructure. Uh, yeah, but the point is, is that it's, it's aerosol sprayed from a, <clears throat> from a uh, plane, right? Ah. Uh. Well, that's that's what it were. Hmm. So they've been spraying these I'm not, all these other areas, right? Doing all these tests. That's the point for people that don't think that things are getting sprayed from planes every once in a while. There's <laughs> a lot of projects that are spraying shit from planes, but not on a constant basis. Oh, on a constant basis. Well, I Over mean, there's some speculation there, of course, right? That's what makes the Earth look round. That's right, it's creating that dome. That's what holds the dome up? Hmm. Are you done? Can I um, jingle us out? Do you want me just to finish the, the uh, biological weapons test part of it? Yeah, okay. So you, that's what you're... So there was a, a large variety of goals for the proposed test. For example, selecting selected uh, protective devices and preventing penetration of a naval ship... The impact of meteorological conditions on West weapon system performance over the open sea, 
the penetrability of jungle vegetation by biological agents, the penetration of an Arctic conversion by a biological aerosol cloud. So there you go. Like that's right getting into that right there. The feasibility of an offshore release of Aedes aegypti mosquito as a vector for infectious diseases. So, okay, they're testing on mosquitoes carrying diseases in 68 to 73. Zika bitch. The feasibility of a biological act against Feasible. an island <laughs> complex and the study of decay rates of bio, bio warfare under various conditions. So they tested the following agents and simulants. Francisella tularinate site. Oh, I can't even, uh, I can't keep even say going, these. Keep going. <laughs> Seratia marsensis. Glacio. Escalaria coli, Bactus globi. Oh, yeah, a little Spanish there for a second. <laughs> Stractolocato entertoxin, type B, Pusina gramus. I mean, that's crazy. All these things. Agents and simulants were used and dispensed as, okay, here we go. Agents and simulants were usually dispensed as aerosols using spraying devices or bomblets. That's where the pictures come from. In May 1965, vulnerability tests in the U.S. using anthrax simulant Bacillus goblii were performed in Washington, D.C. area by SOD covert agents. One test was conducted at the Greyhound bus terminal and the other at the North bus terminal, no, the North terminal of the National Airport. In these tests, the bacteria were released to spray from spray generators hidden specifically in built briefcases. SOD also conducted a serious, uh, series of tests in New York City subway between 7th and 10th of June 1966 by dropping light bulbs filled with this stuff. Oof. Hmm. And later on, police and transit authorities were not informed of these tests. So I want to, uh, I'll save the rest of them for the next time I do this. Do you want to hear some of the patents that were created? Uh, we should save those too. Yeah? We don't want to get uh, too, too excited. Too deep. All right, okay, let's save those. I got to sleep tonight. All right, buddy. What, uh, hmm. That's the RTWR. You're right. Okay, I'm going to the week. You're right. I have any nice. So we didn't even get a chance to wrap that last segment up. I kind of wanted to. Or did you want to summarize? No, I just wanted your feedback on some stuff, but that's okay. We'll save it. You don't want my feedback. This is the UFO quotes. You got my feedback. Do you not think that it's affecting the climate at all, all this modification? I don't think any of it's affecting the climate. Why? I think it's you know, global cloud seeding doesn't affect the climate at all? Well, maybe locally. Not fucking on the ground. That's where you're measuring the temperatures? What if that's where you're measuring the temperatures? I I don't know why you're arguing with me about anything. I'm not arguing. I'm just asking. You've got this vendetta against me. I'm not arguing with anything you're saying. You just have, I don't know. I think it's just... uh, yeah, okay, they were doing shit, it, it, but I'm not accusing anyone. I'm not accusing the, accusing the slaves of fucking up the weather. Right. No, I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm accusing the sun of fucking up the weather mostly. Yeah. 
Okay, what was in specially? In special. <laughs> what was especially important was that at a distance of 180 kilometers apart, the records about the direction of movement of the strange aerial body in space made independently by at least two different observers were basically the same. To the present time, the strange phenomena has not been satisfactorily explained. Yet there were thousands of good observers who had seen it. And that's from Zhang Zhuzhen, astronomer at the Yunnan Observatory of Genju City. China, Zhang Zhu, and others were nearby, watched a strange glowing spiral object moving steadily across the sky for about five minutes on the evening of July 26, 1977. That one, dazed and confused, was uh, set. Oh, yeah? I don't know. I mm. think so. That no, was the last day of school. Must have been June. Mm. What is that? Why you're confusing me? That'll happen. <clears throat> yep. It was pretty random. So what do you got? I thought you had a synchro. Well, I mean, yeah, I got a couple. <clears throat> got some good feedback from listeners and some emails. We can. You know what we, we haven't got a about? review in a while. Do you have any? Should we stop? No. We should Let's ask go. for reviews. Actually, yeah, we should. Seems like we since if we it always sounds like we're bagging for reviews, but honestly, if we don't ask you guys, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, and it makes a difference. I think when so even this, when guests go in and they look, uh, they can see some good reviews and stuff. I think they do that probably potential guests and people that you know stumble across the show. I think it helps the show. We got a lot of one star reviews lately, so we got to offset that. Yeah, some five stars, motherfuckers. Yeah, definitely. It's a flat earthers or one star in us. Well, you know, you should learn not to Fuck with battle them. with all these people. Block. Block. I'm becoming the Dvorak of Gramerica. Do you want a trippy synchro then? I got a trippy synchro here. Okay. I'm a rambling gram with synchronicity. I was hoping for the trip report one. All oh, that's over okay. the web. And Aaron is skeptical about everyone And don't believe it yet American Trip Report Hey guys, thought I'd share a real quick psychedelic-related synchronicity with you. Again, thanks for keeping me anonymous, so... That's a warning, Darren, if I say the name that you have Don't to say the fucking this. name, because I don't want to edit it. Recently, I took about a sixteenth of shrooms. A sixteenth? Yeah. Of what? An ounce? No, pro- probably... Uh, half an yeah, it must be half an eighth, yeah. Yeah, that'd be about right. That's still a pretty good dose, isn't or it? a sixteenth of a gram. Yeah, half an eighth is a good... I wasn't it's looking... good mushrooms. Oh, and then listen to this. He wasn't looking to get real crazy, just lightly in between the veils. I think that was enough to... Peer through the curtain. Yeah, two grams will fucking take you right through. (laughs) So I eat them, smoke a cigarette, and take a shower. By the time I'm done, I can feel the tingling starting. The tingling must have been dried. I find, I think there's a big difference. Oh, probably. You eat way more more wet ones than you eat dry ones, I think. Uh, Maybe vice versa, I don't know. Uh, For some reason, I think you can eat quite a bit. So he can can start uh, feeling the tinglies. I go down to the couch to sit with my wife and just exist. And it turns out she's watching that show, Sons of Anarchy. Now, I've not ever really watched the show myself before. Just caught a minute or two of one day before 
since you just started binging on it on, on Hulu. As I sit down, I see on the screen that the biker gang goes to an Indian reservation, apparently to try and secure illegal firearm and ammunitions that they make. The biker's boss asks the Native American he's dealing with, he has anything else for sale? Nah. Oh, that's the, uh, the Native American. Yeah, mushrooms. The biker, psychedelics? Yeah. He hands a bag of them to the biker, who then takes some and makes his peons eat them to test their potency. The two peons start tripping hard. I'm sitting on the couch with my mouth agape. Are you fucking kidding me? What are the odds that I join in on this right when this shit happens? And why mushrooms of all jugs should they be selling? My wife looks at me and says, why do the people in my shows always do the same drugs as you? Other than that, I, I can't recommend watching Sons of Anarchy while tripping. It seems to have a great story writing, but there's too much gloom and death and shit. It's a real bummer for a trip set and setting. Thanks again, and congrats on three years. Keep this shit coming. I've seen that episode. <laughs> Have you really? Yeah. I've never seen it. I'll give them an 8.5. Oh, wow. That's pretty generous, everybody. Yeah, well, mushrooms are involved. Oh, I got, a, I got another cute email here. I'll just read. It's a feedback type thing. Spam Graham. Uh, I don't know if Ash would like me. Did you say his name? Cute. No, that's okay. Oh. This guy, I think. <laughs> He's part of the UK posse anyways. I uh, don't know how often you get these, but you've got to still listen an email. Yeah. Still listen to the podcast. Did a Google search for a podcast like Gramerica. No avail. These guys from the UK always have a great sense of humor. They're all pretty boring or sold out to corporate sponsorship. For that reason, following this email, I shall make a donation. Just to note, I'm still on a small time subscriber. Just listen to the last podcast, the gambling guy. Pretty shit, to be honest. The gambling guy. Oh, that was, that was a few weeks. Oh, I got a yeah, few. I got UK, some feedback on it. Yeah, UK Posse wasn't too happy UK Posse just fucking tore him apart. Uh, he says... Pretty, I thought it was fun. He says, pretty shit, to be honest, but 10 out of 10 for range of topics. Oh, they don't say shit. They say shite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is there an he, E in there? No, it no. wasn't. No, I would have pronounced it like that. He translated it for us. I get that you can't please everyone. Just thought I'd drop an email as I had five minutes to spare. I think I mainly tune into you guys as you've covered a wide range of subjects. I did enjoy. Well, I think I mainly. Yeah, I did enjoy the Joseph Farrell interview. I think the main problem with a lot of guests is that they touch on subjects that mainstream don't, but then kind of apply self censorship. Just my five cents. I don't have a synchronicity but I've made up a real good one. You think that's what the other listeners do? Get bored while listening and make them up? I don't know. I think Darren has the attitude toward the subjects you cover that I act like with company, whereas I share your lines of thinking. Anyways, keep up the good work, you guys. Um, this email is like one really long stretch that one. I'm sure these sort of emails you get from time to time. A pointless one that just sings your praises. Anyways, thanks, Ash. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, yeah, sir. And thanks for donating, because uh, that's really, really helped the show. We've had a couple expenses here, not only the computer, but we're looking at uh, 
uh, you're always trying to improve things and you got to buy a gadget for this much and a, right, a new cord for this. And right, we tried doing video. Gadget. We tried recording video today. So we had to connect some hole. new Not things. Messing around with apps. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're trying to get an app started. It's a bunch of stuff. It just seems to be a rabbit hole. So the app is not as close as we thought. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's because, close, close. It's pretty close, though. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We've got a timeline now because I figured we could just pop in that. When I seen the Libsyn thing, I thought it was just going to be like bam, bam. It's going to be pretty much a generic. Then we had to get a developer number, so we had to do this, and then after we got, so we can't even get the developer number unless we get a Don's number now, and that can take up to a month, and then it could take up to a month to get the developer info. And then it's four to six weeks after that. But maybe it'll all happen faster. And it's just a generic app. It's nothing special. But it's just something that'll help it'll us. It'll be something, yeah. it'll, it'll help us market the show, I believe. That, apparently, that's if, one of the top for people. Things. I mean, for people that only listen to the show, which is weird to me, but I know there's a few of them out there. I mean, it'll probably be perfect. Yeah. Then they don't have to fuck around with the pod catcher. And it'll also give us a chance to start giving out the Android app for free, I believe. Yeah, and it's also good for search capabilities. I think if people are looking for that, it are that app will come up as opposed to the podcast itself may not come up when people are searching topics that we talk about. That's right. Yeah, and then you can just tell people to download the Grammaric app. You don't have to tell them to oh, get the podcast or right, find it. Right. So it. it's for non-podcast savvy listeners, right? Yeah, just download the Grammaric app, and your app will do the rest. Red Pill Junkie could actually listen to it then properly. Well, there's an Android app. If he pays five dollars, I told him I'd send him the five bucks. Yeah, maybe that's who bought it. <laughs> the one app, the one. But the only reason I charge money for it is because at the time it was either we had to pay so much a month to do it for free, we have to pay because the developer takes a cut. That's their catch. But we're not. Yeah, but we're not gonna. This time for we're it. just gonna say fuck it because at that time we didn't have any budget. We had zero budget. Last time we looked into it, we had no subscribers know anything yeah so this is all coming back to you guys being able so to, now, yeah, to help like, us out it's, it's like been 10 great bucks a month like we can actually do like this that. now because there is a bunch of monthly expenses right so it really helps you guys yeah. are pitching in yeah and we want to keep it no ads no no paywalls like everything's free exactly but at the same time we want to keep growing we want to fucking you know it's the you know we'd like to look into expanding the website in some capacity oh, maybe yeah, i need some work too see it's just not it's never ending it's never ending yeah the app like the, the they could use some more you know the app will get the generic one out for now but i mean we've kind of got a vision for what we'd like an app maybe down the road so yeah it'll never end but anyway and also we appreciate all the uh, subscribers we do have we got a few more lately yeah and you don't have to to, to pay to support us either like we have uh, people submitting art to NAP, right? Every week we have like weekly art. Yeah. And if you can't afford to do a monthly subscription, even though some of them are a buck a month, that works out to about 25 cents a show. Yeah. That's 12 cents each. Yeah. And I'll throw a lot of art on Instagram as well, which I also want to mention. Oh yeah. We're if, taking art for the, oh wait, let me give out the URL then. Grammarica.ca slash support. If you can't do a monthly, maybe once in a while, just uh, do a one-time donation. Big thanks to those who do. And of course, uh, yeah, help out when you can and when you can't. The people who can will, will help out. We'll make up for it. Exactly. We'll all just keep on rolling. Did you want to talk more about the art then? Yeah, we might as well get into the art in the back catalog because I mean, then. Oh, right. Like, okay. It's a kind of a competition going. They're doing a voting system over on Instagram, Napoleon. 
for episode art going forward. So there'll always be kind of a voting system on the next episode. But we've got about a hundred and some episodes in the back catalog that are just pictures I stole off at Google Images, so. or, or pictures of people's books and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. like just generic pictures for that specific episode art. But we could—it's—it's it's really cool to have uh, original art. Yeah, because especially episode. once the app comes out, because the app is a swipe back and forth from episode art to episode art. Oh, that's cool. Whereas you know other shows, it's just their logo over and over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. So we want to update all that. And also I'm putting uh, guests. You know what? There's probably the first like 50 or 60 episodes don't even have. It might even be the first 100 episodes just have generic yeah. art. So I'll have to, like, that'll be good. So, be, so yeah, we need that worse than I thought, you know? Yeah. Because I always did a little picture for the website. Yeah. Oh, But we right. never actually started incorporating them into the podcast background. Which works out because I would have had to reformat it all, but now Libsyn gives you the option. So I can actually use it pretty easily just plug it in. So okay, a lot good. of custom art for everything. So yeah. if you want to just start plugging away at the back catalog instead of facing rejection, yeah, exactly. that's fine too. Yeah. <clears throat> so the other thing is about Instagram is um, people have been asking about who's coming up. So as soon as we get a, a guest booked, well, not as soon as, but at some point I'll put the... I'll put a little picture of them or a blurb on Instagram. It'll be like hashtag guests on deck or uh, that's really the one I've been using. So if people search guests on deck, they should be able to see what's coming up. So you can send in questions and stuff like that. You'll know who's coming. I mean, you won't know exactly when we're releasing because we don't even know that. But at least you'll know that if it hasn't released yet, we're either going to have them on or just had them on. That's it. All right. So what else you got? I don't think I have uh, much else. Oh, running pretty long. I don't think any nothing that can't wait. All right. Tell your friends about the show. Enjoy the chat with Becky Chambers. We got Corey Powell next week. That was a real fun one. I think there's somebody before him, actually. Right. Uh, oh, the guy from back east. That's a fun one yeah, too. Bonaparte. Yeah, so we got a Boner couple of good ones. Bonaparte. We got a couple yeah. of good ones coming out and uh, and lots of good recordings coming up as well. It's gonna be we're busy. We're busy. Good problem to have, I suppose. Yeah. Enjoy the chat with Becky, guys. Tonight we have Becky Chambers with us. We're getting back into the topic of healing. Becky's been studying natural health approaches for over 30 years. She's got a BS in biology and an MS of education. She's written a couple books. One that I have right in front of me here 
Homeopathy plus whole, whole body vibration, combining the two energy medicines, ignites healing. And her first book was Whole Body Vibrations, The Future of Good Health. She's a teacher and a speaker. I think she's uh, it's her website that I'm looking at right now, bcvibranthealth.com. And it's a pretty fascinating book, and I've we haven't really talked about these two topics at all. So it's good to have you here, Becky. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and, I, and I'm interested always in um, people's healing journeys as well. We've talked about it on the show, and, and it seems like there's so many chronic problems with people right now, and there's people that I know personally, and it resonates with your story where you had a hard time with... Um, you know, and not to be too negative about the Western medical system, but it's hard to get diagnosed and get proper treatment. So you've been through quite a journey yourself, right? Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. And and honestly, I mean, beyond the, the diagnosing, it's uh, they sort of it wasn't that hard to, to for people to say, yeah, you're depressed. That was my first problem for about 30 years. <laughs> right. But what they had to offer was not helpful. It was like not helping me much. Yeah. So it, natural health is really effective and safer for a lot of chronic health problems. It's the way to go, in my opinion, for most yeah. of the time. I'm not 100% against Western medicine. It has its place. It can yeah, be exactly. really useful. But Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I know people too that have had these battles over years and years and years, decades. Like my girlfriend has a hard time with, uh, with figuring out what's wrong with her and some of the stuff that she's been diagnosed yet. Not all the doctors really agree. And, you know, again, there's not really much of a solution there except for some sort of medication. And, um, yeah. I've been trying, I've been thinking about taking her to a natural path and, um, I've been thinking about homeopathy as well. And I've heard one of my all-time favorite podcasts was a was a friend of ours who does a podcast called Skeptical, and they had a doctor, a naturopathic doctor on there, and it was amazing, his podcast, and how he talked about, you know, the evidence from your clients in home homeopathic, uh, with homeopathic remedies, and, and uh, the you know, sort of the difference between that and the, the medical system, so... So can you, I think what we should do, because I, I didn't really know, I mean, I knew a little bit about homeopathy, but I think we should get into like how, a little bit of the background on what that really is. Yeah, a lot of people don't know what homeopathy is, and um, that's because it, it's not been so popular for the last hundred years or so, but before that, it was very popular in this country, as well as now it's very popular in the whole, in other parts of the world. But at any rate, it is, uh, homeopathy is basically energy medicine, which means it is more similar to acupuncture in a lot of ways mm -hmm. than it is to uh, herbal medicines and uh, natural um, nutritional products, which a lot of people confuse homeopathy with herbs and nutritional products. It's yeah. very different. It's energy that is, it is created often from natural substances such as herbs and minerals and things like that. But the process of making the remedy is a process of extracting the energy, the electromagnetic energy wavelengths that are associated with that original substance and sort of propagating them and increasing their strength 
in, into water and or little sugar pellets and then giving the person the sugar pellets and water that have the energy in it. It's sort of like a CD that is a blank CD versus a CD that has music on it. it the CD with music is, is holding electromagnetic energy that communicates information. And when you take a homeopathic remedy, you are taking the electromagnetic energy that was associated with the original substance. And if it resonates with your body and, and mind, then you can see a huge reaction in the physical world. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when a singer hits a note and a glass shatters. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's due to electromagnetic energy resonance. Yeah. And that's what you're looking for with the with homeopathy. You're looking for resonating energies that can create big effects in the physical world. But it's also started from a trace amount or something as well, right? So it's not just like um, yeah, like I, I don't want people to lose the idea that th- this there was something physical there to begin with. That seems well, to be that's what I was saying. Yeah, it starts with a product. Yeah, and that original substance is actually diluted. In a, in a complex process where it's diluted and shaken and diluted and shaken, which is a process that transfers the energy imprint into the water that it's being diluted into. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's why the original substance, the characteristics of the original substance can actually be very relevant to what sort of person needs that remedy Mm -hmm. for example sulfur sulfur there's a homeopathic remedy called sulfur and sulfur is been famous forever as um you know being a very fiery substance like the uh, you know sulfur burns and it's used for it's typically the person who needs it is a very fiery person, a very passionate person. So um, like the fires of creativity and it's in, it's a very fascinating thing that works on an energy level, you know? So, and do these, do these dilutions get more powerful and the more diluted they go? I was, when I was reading your book, you were talking about the, um, geez, what do you call it now? When, when you actually, the high potency ones or whatever, where, so right. is, is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of confusing for people who are used to Western thought, but the, the way it works is because at each step of the dilution, it's, it, they're created through multiple dilutions and shaking. And each time it's diluted and shaken, it's the shaking part is where the energy transfers so every time it's diluted, it's shaken also. Mm-hmm. And that's why the shaking multiplies and that increases the potency or the strength of the remedy. What's happening is sort of the, there's a process of, of fractals being created, which is ever increasing numbers of identical molecules. And uh, they carry the energy of the original substance. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of cutting edge research going on at the moment. Actually, the guy who um, discovered the AIDS virus 
Dr. Luke. I'm forgetting his name right now. I just saw something about this. Yeah. Uh. He he, uh, has done some research that, here it is. I'm going to give you the exact quote. That, um, because it's really, like, here it is. Dr. Luc Montagnier, right. he's a 2008 Nobel Prize winner for his discovery of the AIDS virus. And his re- he's been researching homeopathic dilutions for some number of years now. And he was quoted in a 2010 interview with Science Magazine saying, high dilutions of something are not nothing. They are water structures which mimic the original molecules. So very exciting research going on that's supporting the idea that energy has been transmitted to the dilution water, diluting water when you're making homeopathic remedies. Yeah, that's great. And, and there's also research, you know, into resonance and all that as well. Like people are getting, people are just opening up their minds more to all this like sound frequency and resonance and energy, like guys like Nassim Harriman and, and uh, it's, it's fascinating. And like that Marisudo Amoroto who talked about the water and all that. So it's, oh, yeah, it's, the it's, water. it's is yeah. that the dude really from uh, what the bleep do yeah, we that, Yeah, that thing. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, it's interesting times. And then, so then each, so let's just continue down that path a little bit. So so you have different remedies for different uh, ailments or personality um, challenges at the time that, that you actually would figure out for your clients? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And myself. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of practice on myself. <laughs> but can, can we give, it, give us a couple examples of how you would, I don't know if diagnosis is the right word, but um, figure out what remedy to give me, like if I went in to see you for something. Well, we would talk. And your physical symptoms, complaints, are important. They, um, but in a way, they're almost like signposts for me to help me figure out what's, because when your energy is out of balance, there's a disruption in your energy. It expresses itself as physical symptoms. Your body is trying to deal with the energy and, uh, ends up showing what's going on through physical symptoms. So I look at that and then, however, it's a fascinating thing. You really learn in homeopathy how important our thoughts are Mm -hmm. because there are many remedies. Say you had arthritis. There are, I can't tell you how many remedies that would be helpful for arthritis under a particular situation. There's probably, I don't know, 50 to 100 easily that could help a person with arthritis. And it would, what would be important is the mental state that is typical of a a particular homeopathic remedy would have to match your mental state because it's really our thoughts and our emotions that are creating our energy. That is the critical, critical part that has to match and then uh, the physical symptoms would be in line. Also, would need to be in line. Also, you'd see some of the some of the characteristic physical symptoms. So, for example, um, like a phosphorus person, 
is uh, bright and bubbly. Whereas the sulfur person is so fiery and passionate and creative. And I can't remember offhand if both of those have, there's books that I use to help me. Okay. Texts yeah. that, uh, you know, I can use. But it's very entirely possible that both of them are, have arthritis as possible physical symptoms. Right, right. Oh, I see what you mean. So, the, yeah, they, so those different, different states could manifest in the same. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm really looking for what's really resonating with your energy, which is created and generated in large part by what's in your mind, the thoughts and feelings in your mind. So does Wi-Fi and everything like that mess that up too? Uh, yeah, you know, um, EMFs, I guess they're called, like, improper electromagnetic frequencies are one of the thing that, things that are disrupting our energy and make it difficult for us to uh, be healthy hmm. and, and have a good, strong, high en- frequency energies. Do you, do you have, do you have uh, an, an antidote, I was going to say? <laughs> do, you, do you have do you have a remedy for for too much um modern electromagnetic um improper frequencies well one of the things that um it's thought that these emfs are doing is they make it hard for our body to for our energy to to hold on to a healthy state. So sometimes I give more homeopathic, I give a particular homeopathic remedy more often and for more intensely than um, some earlier homeopaths have done because we find that you need Uh. to kind of just really give that information to the body several times more more intensely to to help it really shift it's like there's more interference or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah that makes sense but the, you know what's interesting is there's there's quite a lot there's lots of remedies that are for people who are really sensitive and stressed and overreactive there's a remedy for almost everything it's it's kind of amazing but what's really amazing is when you see it actually work that's what's so exciting because then you suddenly realize that, you know, there's so much more to the world than I can see with my eyes. <laughs> exactly. This is proof. I give this person, or maybe it's a dog. So it can't be placebo. I've given my dog homeopathic remedies for bladder infections that were had physical symptoms that you couldn't miss. She had to go outside every five minutes and then I gave her a remedy and it was over. Whereas in the past, I would, that exact same problem, I would have to take her to the vet. They would give her antibiotics. The antibiotics would give her diarrhea. The diarrhea would give her another uh, bladder infection. (laughs) I was was doing that cycling through that for six months with one of my dogs. And then I gave her a homeopathic remedy and the whole thing was over in five minutes. It was, it was just incredible. I wonder if dogs can uh, placebo. Uh, I don't think so. They I, wonder if they, I wonder if they could too, pick you know, up. And babies and they, it's not very placebo <laughs> oriented people. <laughs> they don't know what you're doing. I can't, I can't see how it could be placebo. So, mm-hmm. so what about, uh, so 
Is it is it kind of like peeling away an onion though? Once you get people started on this healing journey, um, depending on the depth of their issues, I guess uh, can it be quite uh, quite a journey of peeling back and healing healing <laughs> I think healing you're each to layer? Me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might I think as well read my book. <laughs> yeah, I have, and you're probably the most uh, you're probably the most extreme example. So let's let's yeah, talk about your journey extreme. a little bit. I mean, it's it's obviously. You know, for the most important one to you, really, right? Oh, it's been an amazing journey, that is for sure. I would never have guessed that I could be as, you know, I could reach as high heights as, I, as I'm managing to do. I mean, write books? That was inconceivable for me when I was growing up all the way through college. I chose my major in college. It was biology, right? Yeah. BS in science, because you didn't have to write papers. I couldn't write to save my life. I mean, I liked the human body. I liked biology, but also you didn't have to write papers. <laughs> and then I started vibrating and I was doing homeopathy and I was becoming just enormously more creative and and productive and functional and, and able to focus and concentrate and produce and be happy and joyful and satisfied and, and connect with people. These are things that I had 30 years of major depression growing up from when I was very young. And that is a soul killer. It's a life killer. It's horrible. And then your body follows because, again, like I said, your brain is so involved. Your, your thoughts and feelings are what's creating your energy. So next thing you know, and, and your body follows that. Next thing you know, I'm allergic to everything on the planet. I have joint problems from head to toe. My nervous system's all messed up. My, my lungs, my heart, my brain... My skin, I'm having trouble everywhere. So it's pretty much a miracle that I um, have now actually healed in virtually every problem I had. And the list is long. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm fulfilling. I, I, I have an incredibly fulfilling work. I love my work. And I'm really passionate about trying to help people, other people with this a sense of wonder and joy and peace. It's really, really fantastic. What did you use for your uh, allergies? I developed uh, some allergies to pollen over the last few yeah. years well, that are see, pretty annoying. Again, there's probably a hundred remedies that could help with pollen. Which one's with, best? With allergies. And I would want to talk to you and get a sense of who you are. Then I would have a better idea of which one. Then I would know that plus they'll be like it's really it's really funny because it's strange quirky little odd symptoms that can really key us in to which remedy is the right one of all the hundred of remedies that are good for allergies they'll like i mean there are some that are just classic remedies for allergies for example uh onion um called allium but it's basically the onion family and allium onions are famous, right? You cut an onion, your eyes start suddenly watering. In homeopathy, the word homo is same and apathy is disease. So you're looking for a substance that could create the same disease if it was taken in its original form, right? If you just So if you're cutting an onion, your eyes start watering like mad. Now, if you have a particular type of reaction to pollen where your eyes are watering and you're sneezing a lot and your nose is running, possibly allium is the remedy for you. 
And you could go out to the store and get yourself some Allium 30C and give it a shot twice a day. <laughs> there you go, Darren. Do you write this down? Yeah. <laughs> but again, like I can't promise because there's a lot of remedies that are good for allergies. And that one, that particular one doesn't actually have a, a, a strong mental state associated with it. So Perfect. It's, it's mostly <laughs> known for the, those um, watery eyes, red stinging eyes and nose and so on. I get itchy too and itchy. sneeze a lot. <laughs> and sneeze. And yeah, maybe you should well, try this, man. Really? Maybe. Well, our, our, I think our actually employee benefits at work uh, cover uh, $500 a year for a natural path. So that's another question I had. So if we were going to do this locally, do, would we see a natural path? If you want homeopathy, then, you, then you're better off looking for a homeopath. A homeopath. Does some do yeah. a lot of natural? Because when I was looking for it in Calgary, it seemed like everybody that was doing it was a natural path. Or, or okay, well, so, yes, um, naturopath means natural health. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they cover a lot of different things. I guess maybe I already said that. So they may not be as highly trained in homeopathy especially in sort of what's called classical homeopathy, which okay. is the more powerful type where you're dealing with the emotional states. Okay. So personally, I'd recommend finding a professional homeopath. And there are websites and resources where you can find listings of trained professional homeopaths all over North America. They're listed. Those website resources are listed in my book at the back of the book. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, some of these naturopathic doctors that I found were also professional homeopaths. I think that that was that part of well the, that's part of that. There's a lot sure. of multidisciplinary kind of training. Crossover. I, I, yeah. Right. I find right. over here, mm-hmm. especially with some of these other healings. Like I find a lot of the massage therapy, people are doing Reiki now and there's all kinds of this crossover of energy healing and physical um, therapy, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So natural health is booming. <clears throat> yeah. Especially medicine is starting to take off. Which, sorry, which one? Well, I, I'm I'm eagerly awaiting a, a boom in energy medicine. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. how much of your of your um, like when Darren comes to see you and he's got all these allergies on, how much of of your solution would be intuitive, or would you would it be like looking it up in the book kind of thing? Like, is it a mix of both, or is is it is a mix of both? Uh, I have a lot of knowledge just from experience and study. I do use my resources, these the textbooks I use are like two thousand pages long. <laughs> but they're and they're like I impressed the heck out of somebody who was looking at it and she's like, it's in Greek or something. It's <laughs> it's it is when I step back and look at it, it would be completely indecipherable to anybody who hadn't been studying this. Uh and I use a lot of intuition. I I, the, the more you clear your energy and homeopathy and vibration are incredibly effective ways to clear your energy. The best, the most powerful way I've found to do that, the easier it is for you to connect to a higher source because you're, you're clearing away like the dust and the clouds that, that are interfering, the energy disturbances that are making it hard for you to connect and feel another energy, so a higher source, and feel other people's energy. Because, see, for example, yeah, when, when you're 
negative energy, it's very draining and it makes you end up focusing on your own problems. As you clear that away, you're much more able to actually relate to the person that you're dealing with and feel what's going on with them and focus on them. So I think that's a part of it. I think that's a big part of it. I'm able at this point to uh, focus enough on the other person because I'm, I, I don't need to focus on me quite so much. It's not so urgent problem over here anymore. And, I, and I've been through most of these energies myself, energy states. So I recognize that energy state in another person. Mm. Um, so is there, is there a percentage that do you like to talk about the success, um, and a, as a percentage sort of thing for people that you, you see or, or in general in, in the, in the industry as a whole? Well, I couldn't speak to the industry as a whole, although I can say that, um, there is great, great, um, success reported in research. So, um, you know, there's a lot of research, thousands and thousands of studies all over the world and governments are funding clinics and hospitals. Most of, uh, in India and Switzerland, oh, yeah, yeah. homeopathy is as big as Western medicine in India. I think it might be bigger because they have something like 3000 clinics homeopathic clinics. It's very effective at healing many, many problems. Yeah. So, you mentioned Europe. Uh, was it Germany or um, France had like, there's 75% or something uh, people being prescribed or it's something about claims and insurance or people being prescribed or no doctors well, that. Yeah. Doctors are using homeopathy yeah, in Europe. Like huge percentage. A huge percentage. It's And I think it's very related to why other countries, people are healthier for less money. The, the healthcare systems use much less money and people are healthier yeah. because it's very inexpensive and you don't end up like sicker than when you started, which is yeah. the problem with Western medicine drugs. They're yeah. toxic. Yeah. Well, you end up, like you, you band-aid hijacked, a symptom eh? and you make something else get worse. And next thing you know, you need more drugs, yeah. but you're actually getting sicker. Yeah. So, natural health is They've the way to They've been hijacked, you know, in the last 80 years by or whatever, pharma. by big pharma. Yeah. It's just kind of... It's so a problem. I was it's reading really a story a today about a guy down in Florida or something who called the cops because he shot his wife. They were like 90 or something because she oh. was in so much pain and he just couldn't afford the medication anyway. He couldn't buy the medicine. So after like a like, week of her just being in pain, he just shot her, called the cops. Like, did she ask him to? Like, or was it like I, I don't think she was coherent enough. Oh, really? Wow. But now he's in jail. Oh, yeah. Getting charged with first degree murder. Wow. That's a sad story. Yeah. What else was I going to ask you about homeopathy? <laughs> What, oh. I'm wondering how much of uh, how much of a wall is Big Pharma stopping it from coming this far west? Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to ask. Like, I mean, well, look at all the you, you, know, people, you don't have to go far to see a lot of horror stories about you know homeopathy debunked or you know what I mean. Oh, if, you, yeah, if you Google but, homeopathy, probably the first page is going to be anti. Yeah, and I wonder how much how much you feel that the the current establishment has to do with that. Well, <laughs> um. I think that we are at the beginning of a new age because people I have seen in my lifetime 
people becoming much, much more open to all forms of natural health. I was very sick with a ton of problems and getting into natural health and allergies. I was allergic to everything on the planet a good 35 years ago now. And back then, people thought I was crazy just because I had allergies. Now, you know, everybody knows what acupuncture is and lots of people do it. And acupuncture is energy medicine. Reiki is becoming very popular. Yoga is very popular. People are, these days I can talk about this stuff to so many more people than I used to be able to. Even yeah. here in the, on the East Coast where it is, it is, we're, we're slower than the West Coast yeah. down here in America uh, to really grab onto new things. But even here on the East Coast, it's becoming much more popular. I think it's a real time of change. It's, it's the so- public is really looking for they are becoming more aware that drugs are a downhill spiral in many cases and that they need alternatives and natural health is offering it to them. And they're excited about energy and types of things. Meditation, for example, becoming very popular and it is accepted that your brain can manipulate your, can help your body and focusing and relaxing and connecting. All of that is really good for your whole system. So there are, there's, there's a lot of growth. Yeah. It's a, it's a positive time. It's just, it astounds me though, that other countries are so much further ahead than we are in in North America. And it seems like Canada kind of gets stuck under, under your wing of all this. Like we're kind of in the middle of, we're kind of right in the middle of Europe and, and the States, like we're kind of not there, but we're a little more open probably to it. Like I wonder if we're uh-huh. pro Brexit. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, it's, it's only got to be a matter of time before the U S kind of like the skepticism that's not really tied into the big pharma, but it doesn't help. Right. I mean, there's a, a group of hardcore materialists that wonder, just don't though, accept uh, any of this stuff. Sometimes I wonder how, what the, yeah, you know, sometimes I worry that we're kind of stuck in a in a in a zone that seems like it's catching on, but I don't know, you know, like maybe over in the fluoride forces, it's not. No, it it is because is it? just for Reiki, like from my personal experience there, in Calgary, yeah. like you mentioned Reiki and yoga, like there's more Reiki's growing really fast here. There's all kinds of groups teaching yeah. Reiki all the time. So I mean, that's to me, that's evidence that it's growing, and I'm sure you see it in in your field. I know it's growing. I also, uh, you're right, there are people who are just doggedly, determinedly holding on to the old ways and ideas. But that, that always happens with new things. You know, it takes a while. And uh, I think more and more people are having, there, there's a lot of incentive to change because Western medicine is not working in many cases. Yeah. And then you can get people talk. They have spectacular results using natural health sometimes. And homeopathy can give you spectacular results when it's done properly. So there's also, this is a time when the science and our ability to study what is going on has increased. So when, you know, we have a Nobel Prize winning scientists 
studying it and coming down strongly on the yeah. side of yeah. there is science behind yes. this. Yeah. And explaining how energy waves interact and resonate. This wasn't true. Back when homeopathy kind of got crushed by big pharma and the Western medicine, mm-hmm. nobody, people didn't understand the science behind it. So it was much easier to crush it and say, this is quackery. It's like witchcraft. It doesn't exist. It's all placebo. Well, no, there's, you know, a lot of science that we understand now. We understand electromagnetic energy. We understand quantum science so an electromagnetic energy waves it's a different scene now it's a different world at this point i think what do you think about what does homeopathy homeopathy leave room for some sort of like naturopathy we're talking about these two different disciplines what do you think about um uh isn't the real answer some sort of hybridization of all of it because i mean Western medicine obviously has it has its downfalls, but I mean, there's still a lot of things that we can do today that you just weren't going to do a thousand years ago. Period. And I mean, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to really get into examples, but I'm, I'm sure you would agree that there's some things today that we can do, whether it be through surgery or operation or other methods that that are a positive like i i oh, do yeah. I, Absolutely. I i do do sometimes get get uh, a little defensive of western medicine because a lot of people especially people that we talk to are, are really quick to bash it but at the same time i mean if i break my arm or break my femur or fall off a ladder or something Absolutely. like that i'm pretty happy that that ambulance is going to come and take me and yeah. you know fix my leg and especially emergency medicine western medicine is really unbeatable <laughs> and just last year they saved both my mother and my dog from in emergency situations where they would have basically died in another day without western medicine uh you know incredible ability to dive in there and and just take take control of your system kill off all of they but my mother had pneumonia and was in a very bad state and my my dog ended up with bacterial meningitis both of which can kill you in 24 hours. So yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot, great deal of respect for Western medicine and doctors. I have a great deal of respect for the professional people in these, in these fields. They work really hard. They're dedicated. They're they, um, very well-intentioned and smart and dedicated. It's, the problem is the money that has been... It's always the, the money. money involved in pharmaceutical Western medical system is so huge. It corrupts the system. And insurance. Only, and- you know, the, the, the drug companies end up funding and, and deciding what gets researched. And the medical schools only teach what has been researched. Yeah, so exactly. doctors only know about drugs because, <laughs> they, you know, pharmaceutical company doesn't want to research natural health. They're not going to make any money off of it. Oh yeah. Plus, these reps are showing up at the office, and right, it's money. Money corrupts, and there is an enormous. They make as much money as oil companies. The pharmaceutical medical industry is as big and powerful as oil industry, and that's a lot of money. So, on the other hand, like I said, we've got now at this point, people are very interested, and people are a huge force. When the individuals 
when the masses of people are saying, I don't want any more, I don't want more drugs. These drugs are not taking me in the right direction. I want to explore other things. And there is science behind it. That's a time of change. I wonder if Prince OD on oxys will help push back against pharmaceuticals at all. I, Did they say that's what it was for it with him? I'm pretty sure they pretty well said it. They wow. found a whack of them. Yeah. That's what, like, I mean, what is it? It's like, it's, I want to say it's, I'll check it up here now, but I want to say it's 10 to 1 or something like that for uh, prescription drugs to anything, to everything illegal combined. Overdosing, you mean? Yeah. Over, no, it's not, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's quite that high, but it's higher, it's higher in total, but I don't think it's 10 times higher. Yeah. So, so then we were talking about different modalities and all that. So your book, your latest book is about whole body vibration as well, which is interesting. So that's apparently, and you, you seem to have found that that works really well with homeopathy and it makes sense because you're talking about homeopathic remedies being, you know, energy and, and vibration and frequencies. And then this whole body vibration could uh, accelerate that. Right. Yes, it does. It sends when we are like whole body vibration is a, a plate that is mechanically moving. It's, it's a different kind of vibration than electromagnetic energy. It's actually physically moving up and down very fast. Right. But when a person stands on one of these plates, because we are like crystals, liquid crystals, in that we have a highly organized molecular structure, we have the same properties as crystals. And one of those is something called piezoelectricity, which mm-hmm. is any physicist and engineer it can tell you it's the ability of crystals to turn mechanical vibration into electromagnetic energy. So you stand on that plate that vibrating plate, and you instantly turn it into the electromagnetic energy that you need to heal frequencies, because we're all different, but you turn it into the frequency you need it for your, all your different body parts and your energy meridians and getting your chakras spinning. So it becomes this incredibly en- powerful energy treatment for everybody who uses it, and people and dogs and every, everything. They use it, they're using it with horses and animals and dogs, racehorses. I used it with my dog. I was looking on your site and talking about evidence. There's a ton of uh, research that's been going on with whole body vibration as well, right? Right. That's right. Over a thousand studies because whole body vibration is not just energy treatment, which is very cutting edge, but it's for 40, it was developed about 40 years ago in Russia because by, for their Olympic athletes and their cosmonauts, because it has such a powerful effect on your muscular skeletal system. It, it's um, 10 minutes on a powerful machine. I know this is hard to believe, but 10 minutes gives you the benefits of an hour of conventional weight training in terms of building muscle strength, flexibility, balance, coordination, bone density, and losing weight. I mean, who's not going to love this? <laughs> well, did you, did you say for, like 40 years ago? They've been, they've been yeah, the that? 1970s. When wow. you, know, you I don't know if you remember, but in the 1970s, suddenly... The Russians were winning all kinds of gold medals in the Olympics, and it's because they had developed whole body vibration, which athletes around the world now are all using. You can't be a competitive athlete without using whole body vibration. All the big um, sports teams are using it. The you know Olympic athletes, the colleges, 
Everybody uses whole body vibration now. Is this, is this, how is it looked at in the home, in the mainstream? Is it still kind of just in, in the underground and all these people are using it, but not really well, I think talking a lot about it or is it accepted Mainstream, now? still a lot of people don't really know what it is in plenty yeah. of parts of the country. Right. But it is in a lot of gyms now and worldwide it is booming. It's very popular in Europe and Asia <clears throat> and it's exploding at the moment worldwide and in the U.S. and Canada because like, for example, on Amazon, like maybe five years ago, mm-hmm. there were only a few machines, whole body vibration machines being sold. Now there's oh, 50 to 100 different wow. machines. Wow. Uh, Walmart has them. All the, the big, all kinds of stores have the retail stores have them and they're in gyms. So it's becoming much more mainstream. So where can you talk about the type of like, there's gotta be some that are coming out that are just a shits or something like that. And then some that are pretty good, but where, where would you go besides the gym to do it in your local city? If you don't have one or is there anywhere to go or do you have to buy one personally? And then if you do have to buy one personally, how is there different types? Like I read something in your book about a double machine um, compared to a single machine that that wasn't really yeah, good. Well, the good news is the big expensive machines are not the ones I recommend. They are not the best machines for you. You do not have to spend an outrageous amount of money. And yes, it, it is confusing because if, when you go online to look at this, you could spend anywhere from 200 bucks to $6,000 yeah, on yeah, a exactly. vibration machine. Yeah. But like I said, the big, Expensive ones are not the ones I would recommend because you do not want to have to make them big and powerful. They put two motors in them. Two motors can never be perfectly synchronized. And that means that you end up sending it. The machines send a desynchronizing message into your brain and your, your nervous system, which is very bad long term. And I know this because that's the first type of machine I actually ended up using about 15 years ago. And eventually I got really sick from it because I'm very sensitive. So kind of showed up in me and uh, I could feel Anyway, I'm a good test case and canary (laughs) canary. You can all learn from, but, um, you can go to my website. There's a lot of information about which is the best type of vibration. Mm -hmm. I recommend single motor vertical vibration as the most synchronizing for your brain and best for your general overall health. There are different types of vibration, but I want to stress that it's best actually to start with just a gentle vibration because it is a very powerful effect on your body. And if you're not like already an athlete, it's can be stressful for your body and that can actually you do too much too soon, you can feel worse instead of better. So you want to start with just a little bit and gradually increase. And then you get benefits to your body, mind, and soul that are really powerful and help everything, all kinds of things heal. A lot of systemic healing effects. Like, for example, it raises human growth hormone that helps everything heal. That's your major regeneration hormone and rejuvenation hormone. It increases circulation, bringing nutrients to all your cells. Uh, it increases bone density and helps you lose weight. It increases your metabolism, muscle strength, raises serotonin levels in your brain almost immediately, which <laughs> is an, a big antidepressant effect. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it um, 
a lot of new research, the recent research is that uh, nothing is better for your brain, your nervous system health than exercise. And vibration is exercise on steroids. So, so if you're an athlete already, can you, how much could you handle double somebody that uh, isn't very active can handle, do you think, or could you step Oh, it into, could be something like a hundred times more. Oh, so really, so it does, <laughs> yeah, know? so it's really hard to tell. You got to figure it out yourself kind of. Yeah, really. I recommend starting with just a little bit and also check the contraindications. There's a list of that in my book and on my website. Okay. Because certain conditions, you don't want to do vibration at all, like like migraines, epilepsy, vertigo, kidney stones, gallstones, acute herniated discs. Some things will, can get much worse really quickly. Migraines, but, eh? Yeah, I mean, and, and some of these things, if you are careful and you start slow, they actually can get better. But you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, so you want yeah. to do it with somebody who knows yeah. about vibration and so where else could you where else could you get it um, done besides the gym or, or? Um, health spas sometimes have this <coughs> um, beauty beauty places right. might have it beauty salons mm-hmm. um, but the machines are actually really like I have a machine a new machine that's. Um, Right now, it's it, there's a pre-order price of two ninety nine. It'll be up to four ninety nine in another couple of weeks. It is unbelievably therapeutic and very gentle, so it's easy to use, but and and not stressful and and but just like the the best type of vibration for your brain and your energy and your internal organs. So it'll make you really feel a lot better. One another thing I didn't mention lowers pain and inflammation almost immediately because it's working like acupuncture. It's energy medicine yeah, and that's yeah. something energy medicine can do. Yeah. Get things so, flowing, huh? It's awesome stuff. So it looks like the CDC itself in 1999 put it that prescription drugs are three times. In 1999? Yeah. CDC. That was the latest CDC. Ralph Nader, I found some Ralph Nader quotes that had it at about 38,000 to 5,000, but I can't, uh, I can't really back those up, but the mm-hmm. CDC put it at uh, three times as many overdoses by prescription yeah. drugs to non-prescription drugs, and that's in 1999. Wow. I can only say with the rate at which opioids are being prescribed, it's only gone up. Well, this is the crazy thing about, uh, you know, the argument that natural health is dangerous. My gosh. Yeah, it couldn't exactly. get more dangerous than Western health. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Western medicine. I mean, maybe one person has died from natural medicine uh, methods in, in 50 years. It's, it's nothing like Western drugs. So, what, Becky, what about um, some... some So, in your experience in, in helping others heal as well and in, in homeopathy, what about other types of... Can, things that people have like conditions or syndromes like have you have you ever had anybody uh have you ever heard of ehlers danlos syndrome no, by any chance it's a it's a it's a rare it's uh well is it a rare it's an inherent disorder that affects your connective tissues primarily primarily your skin joints and, and blood vessel walls so so would people that have these type of things that aren't aren't it's not necessarily like a disease it's more of like something you're born with 
Uh, is there hope for them in this type of uh, healing? Usually most things can at least be helped. Right. You know, uh, because the expression of a genetic tendency can be altered by the environment. So you put somebody, somebody has a genetic tendency towards something and you put them in a very stressful environment that's not healthy, healthy, health promoting, they could end up much sicker than if you are giving them good food and good, you know, vibration and homeopathy and all these other things. You can change the expression of illnesses a great deal. That's a, that's a really good point, actually, because a, a lot of these things I, f I find are, are cyclical and they, they flare up for some reason or another. And, and for, the, for the people that have these, you know, ongoing um, lifelong sort of challenges and conditions it's hard to know when what's causing these flare-ups right and they think that's all it's something's causing it so they try and change this and that and or or they don't or they just give up trying to figure out what's causing it and they just accept that every now and again they flare up or or all too often they flare up so that's a good point that if you can change that expression you might be able to calm those down or or increase the gaps between them yeah you can very often. A lot of things that Western medicine doesn't think can be changed or helped can be, has been my experience. Hmm. I wonder if we'll ever take the money out of it. You know, I just, it's tough. It almost seems like something. Like, it's got a, it's got a crash for it's us. Got right? a crash it's, not, for it's got a, it's just, it's got too much momentum. <laughs> mm. I, I guess, in, I mean, unless it, it could be just, honestly just biting themselves in the ass too and like like becky was saying more and more people are catching on here maybe that's just how it's going to be is people are just going to stop participating in that system and go the more natural way right it's happening yeah, it seems like it's happening it's with diet even, and sugar and all this stuff now the, like it's hard to have even a grassroots change though because most of these people can't afford to buy their own medicine so it's, unless the insurance companies are going to start covering it then a lot of people are still just going to be hooked to whatever the drug company or the insurance companies willing to pay for yeah well there's hope for that you know the swiss government at this point has um oh, yeah. mandated that homeopathy is given as much respect it's treated like western medicine it is insured it's wow it's available it's respected in switzerland and india the same level that western medicine is and there's no reason we can't do that also yeah. I don't see any reason why we can't do that. Yeah. Hmm. We need a little change of attitude, perhaps. But <laughs> it can it can happen. Attitude adjustment. Yeah. Attitude adjustment. That's what we need. <laughs> So, so tell us a little bit more about the combination of these two uh, therapies that you found and that you've found with some of your patients. Yeah. Well, uh, for example, uh, there's one woman that I tell her story in the book. Uh, her name is Betty Lou. And when she first comes to me, she, we only did the whole body vibration. And, um, she, she, she did get better, but she wasn't really very good at doing anything else. Like she didn't want to change her diet. She was mm -hmm. very stubborn about that. <laughs> so she couldn't tolerate very much vibration because 
she needed to change her diet. And without changing her diet, it sort of the whole thing was too stressful for her body. So we did like 15 seconds a day, three times a week for several months. But she was getting better. Her headaches were getting better and she was losing weight and she was um she she had like a bunch of digestive problems and and migraine not migraines but headaches and allergies and and she wanted to lose weight and all of that was starting to happen and energy she got enormously great deal more energy so and eventually she started to agree with me that maybe it would be helpful to change her diet so anyway she got a lot better then she went away for a couple of years and her parents died when she came back two years later she had gained the weight back and she was like, now there was a lot of grief because of her parents dying and other accumulated sort of emotional issues from her life that were affecting her more. So we tried vibration, but vibration alone didn't really, wasn't able to turn the situation around this time. Nothing was really changing mm-hmm. this time. So I added in the homeopathy and that made a huge difference. And we were able to go through different layers, sort of on a monthly basis, we would be giving her new, new homeopathic remedies, which would, all kinds of things were changed. She really grew as a person, both her physical body changed, her physical ailments were going away again. But the wonderful thing about homeopathy is because it's also dealing with your fears and your, your sort of behaviors that aren't helping you that are more like defensive methods of not dealing with fears and and negative feelings, all of that began to change. So it's a great story. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, we'll try We'll have to try that out there. I found a place in Calgary here that does. Did you? Yeah. I think there's a, yeah. And there's a whole bunch on Kijiji. So on Kijiji. Yeah. I don't think, uh, as long as I have a uh, registered number, I guess, right? Do naturopaths have that? Like, I know if I go to masseuse, they have license. to have that number. Oh, yeah, yeah you're talking about license, like, yeah. Depends on where you where you are, actually. Like, where I am in the state of Massachusetts, they don't license naturopaths. But California does, oh. and I don't have any idea what they do up in in Canada, but... Maybe you need licenses. Our, well, our insurance covers like if it's covered, yeah, then there must be some sort of. Hmm. Right on. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm gonna check out both uh, the uh, homeopathy and the vibration. What I love is that it, it really helps you achieve your potential. You know, we have enormous potential. I've found, but it's it's often hard for us to reach. Uh, really express our our potential because we're sort of stuck in negative states from trauma that happened to us in our lives. And it's hard to let go of that baggage. You can just struggle forever trying to let go of stuff and you keep taking it with you wherever you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This kind of kickstarts it. So, so what do you got coming up in the future at all? Are you doing any, uh, Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, because I'm going to do a tour of the U.S. next year. Wow. Yeah, starting in January, I'm going to be driving around the country. And uh, maybe, the, I don't know, the year after that, I'll come up to Canada. <laughs> wow, that's great. So what what are you going to be doing? Like, 
I'll be teaching a lot of classes at different uh, natural health schools, naturopathic schools, and um, helping people, uh, practitioners set up to use vibration in their practices and doing book signings and readings and uh, just going to have a blast. And I'm going to see the country at the same time and get to meet a whole ton of people. Wow, that so, sounds great. Doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah, you're <laughs> going to have to keep in touch with us. And when you come up here, we'll we'll come and, yeah, uh, come and check it out. Fantastic. Yeah. Where, so where, where are you guys? We're in Cal- Calgary. So we're like an hour east of the Rockies, really. Oh, okay. So when are you starting the tour? This that year? will be January 2017. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. 2017, right when they legalized the weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is there anything else you want to uh, mention before we uh, start wrapping it up here? <sighs> Can't think of anything yeah. offhand. Yeah, I think we've covered all. It's been great chatting about all this stuff and learning about this these modalities hopefully people find uh some interesting stuff in that and of course i'll link to your website and the show notes and people can can check it out from there perfect thank, and, you. Uh, thank you for having me on you're welcome thanks for the great book too i read the i read the whole thing i found it uh very interesting oh great yeah there you go did it work on oh i guess maria's just coming yeah are you gonna try get her to try yeah probably yeah yeah. Well, let me know where you go. Some of the home, home or some of the natural paths that I was looking at have long waits, so it's it's uh, pretty tough to to get in there. I do also do uh, phone consults around the world, phone and Skype, nice all over the world. Yeah. So you so, would, you would help you would help um, recommend some type of um, what do you what's the word again I'm looking for? Well, I do homeopathic consults. So yeah. I mean, I, yeah, and then they I, can go to where they need to and buy it, sort of thing. No, I can just. I'd Ship get it. a drop shipped. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's good to know, too. Huh. Maybe I'll take you up on that. That would be great. Okay. Good. Thanks, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to have you, have you back down the road and see how things are going. Terrific. Terrific. Thank you, guys. You're okay. doing a great thing. Okay. Spreading all this information. Yeah. Thanks. You too, Becky. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. And that was our chat with uh, Becky. Hopefully, I was able to fix the audio hiccups. I'm pretty confident that I was, though, so you right probably on. didn't even notice. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. If What'd you, you think? Spam Graham. What'd you think? Did you learn something there? Yeah. Yeah, I like how I actually was pretty refreshed by how open she was to um, talk about the good the good things of Western medicine, because a, a lot of people you talk to, it's... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. It no. can be a lot more polarized. Yeah, she said it at the beginning. I think you missed it, actually. But she did mention that. Oh, there's lots of good things about that, too. And then you came barreling in there with your... Boom! Line. That's what I do. Um, I think there's two separate factions, really. Like, when we talk about Western oh, medicine... more than two it, factions. No, but it covers, like, you know, there is the whole physical emergency care and all that. And then there's the whole, like, big pharma, like, prescription industry, which is, like, separate, right? Like, but it's... Hard not to include it all together because then there's insurance companies wrapped in there and, yeah, you know, all that stuff. But it really is like, like I have a friend of mine that had something inserted in her back because she had constant pain. Like it was crazy. She went down the States, paid like 80 grand or something like that, 
for this operation where they put this plate, this strip metal strip down her plate. She's got a button in her under her skin or something sort of sort of and she can change where it goes and it's gotten rid of her pain. Like it's basically like inserted some kind of thing into her spine and taps into the nerves and gets rid of her pain. Really? Crazy. And they refunded like the, when they did their accounting at the end of the thing, like I think it was over a hundred grand. And they did their accounting at the end of the thing, and they gave her like they shipped forty forty thousand bucks back or something like that, like because they had they had said here we need the budget for this much because it's a super rare operation. But she's yeah. been in pain for so long that nothing worked, and then she uh, has this like thing and was it down. covered? No, oh, fuck no. Are you kidding? Ouch. No way. They they can't even cover. Uh, you know, like some little bits. The non-generic no. Tylenol threes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. Um, so what I was getting at was that there's the the real positive aspect of the technology advancement and all this freaking transhumanism stuff going on in in some ways, uh, and then there's the big pharma, you know, fucking it all up. Yeah, it's a shame. So I'm gonna look on Kijiji and grab one of these guys. I'll have to. I'll. I'll, I'll probably. Email Why don't her you just ask, go to like a real place? What? Like, what do you mean? I don't know. For people in, that don't know what Kijiji is, it's basically oh, oh, like a Craigslist oh, sorry, or yeah. a. Uh, yeah, it's a. It's something like it's that. Like a, it's basically like the classifieds, online the, classified yeah. ads. <clears throat> right. So my suggestion would be the yellow pages, or maybe Google. Even find a company that has an actual website and not just an ad on Kijiji. Well, and go to hers because she, she'll ship you the yeah, too. I could put an ad on Kijiji that says whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to keep my eyes open for these in, in the city. I guess I could make a website too, but that'd be more trouble. What are you talking about? That, for said, an I ad? Was, that said I was whatever I wanted. Oh, jeez. It'd be a lot, of, a lot more trouble to go through to get you over to my house. Yeah, you, maybe you should just basement. get ours working properly Put first. Put the lotion and then worry on about its some skin. Fake website. I don't control the website. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Uh, maybe that player. Maybe I should just take that down. Maybe no. I mean, I don't know. We were just trying to get onto it today, and we we're both having problems connecting. So the igloo. Maybe the fucking... It's not the internet. Maybe, every, other, every, the, every other website I'm surfing the, is fine. Maybe the internet check, boss. <laughs> All I think right, that's well, about it. Check yeah. out america.ca slash upgrade. If that's still going on, it should be. Uh, it might not be, but it might be. Check it out. If not, go to grabamerica.ca slash support and sign up for a monthly and uh, spam gram. dot com. No. <laughs> At grammarica.com. G-R-A-H-A-M.com. Yeah. I guarantee you we do not have any chance of getting that URL. All righty. Where's my... Uh... Oh, you trying to play a jingle? Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Mastered the wedding and bastard, but I've come as close as hell. Played the games, but they're all just the same. They only differ on their cell. Then it hit me hard. I didn't see it coming. Not our youth, it was the 
placebo of dreams But now it's all worn off My gut has started aching And I can't use my old remedies So please don't leave me
synchronicity it's time for another installment of the canadian third party synchronicity rating authority